Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Adiola Depot here. Thank you so much for downloading Fight Night Extra. Remember, we're here every single Tuesday live on TalkSport to myself and the great Gareth A. Davis. If you can't join us live, remember to subscribe to the Fight Night podcast channel. So much other great content there as well, such as Fight Night, Fight of My Life, and even the Mike Tyson story, The Boy from Brownsville. This is Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2. Good afternoon, if you love your boxing and you love your MMA, then this is the show for you, Fight Night Extra. Myself, Andy Oladipo, and the great Gareth A. Davis We'll be discussing all the latest from the world of combat sports. Loads to talk about this week. We're going to be joined in studio as well by Ellie Scottney after her victory over Eva Cantos at the weekend. Good to see Ellie back in the ring. New training setup as well. We'll ask her how she's getting on with Shane McGuigan. We'll also be discussing the huge fight between Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant this weekend. I can't believe it. Another Canelo fight week. It feels like every couple of months this kid's fighting. That's because he is fighting every couple of months. Uh, Tommy Fury and Jake Paul finally have a date as well for their fight. It's a must-win, that one, for Tommy Fury. You lose that, you, you, you run away for a long time. And what a night it was in the UFC on Sunday. Glover Tixeria defying the odds to become the world champion at the tender age of 42, beating Jan Blahovic. Don't go anywhere. This is Final Extra on TalkSport 2. After this Woodley fight, you know, God willing, he comes through that. I think that I'm the perfect you know, match for him because I'm not an Olympic gold medalist, a fledgling, I'm amateur, all that sort of stuff. I'm just a professional boxer, I've been doing it a long time, it's in me blood, I know what I'm doing. I wanted to see if Tommy would step up to the plate, put his money where his mouth is because he says he wants to fight me. So, all right, now now is your time to shine. Let's, let's see what you're made of. Bring a little bit of excitement and she's put on a really, really good display. And no doubt Shane McGuigan will be pleased with what he's seen. Marcus McDonald's having a look as you can. He's stopped it. Leeward has the night of his life here Fantastic. in the Matchroom Square Garden. What a victory. He embraces Ben Davison and his dreams have come true. Loads to talk about on today's show. Uh, I guess, as I said, Ellie Scottney is with us. She'll be joining us in about 15 minutes to talk about her winning and what next for her as well. A couple of interesting fights, I think, on the horizon. Will she get one of those 
uh, ladies in the ring and the early sort of part of 2022. Will she have to wait a bit longer? Hopefully it's the early part. But let's welcome in the great Gareth A. Davis to the show. Uh, Gareth, I think it's only right that we start with Chantel Cameron uh, beating Mary McGee at the O2 Arena on Saturday to unify the belt. She took Mary McGee's IBF title. She's obviously got the WBC. She got the ring belt as well, which is always nice. Uh, that's always a dream of hers to have that belt. And she's on her way, I think, to become an undisputed in that division now. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we start with Cameron, but I know we'll speak about Canelo very soon as we well. It's a big will. week. It, no, it's a, we're, we're right in the um, in the in the in the in the weeds now, and of a very very busy boxing season, Eddie. As you you know, we've been waxing lyrical about it for the last few weeks. Um, it was a good performance by her on Saturday night. I was hosting Fight Night live in the studio at the time. I've got a terrible record of scoring fights wrong while I'm in the studio, <laughs> and we got it on the monitor. And I thought she'd won by a couple of rounds, but obviously, it was somewhat. It was a nine-one, eight-two, ten to nothing in yeah. the ten rounds. The three judges, wasn't it? Um, uh, I thought it was a great performance. She she adjusted very well through uh, the fight against Mary McGee and kind of got sensible, switched. Uh, from Orthodox to Southpaw very cleverly. And in the end, I think McGee was exhausted. She, she'd blown all her big punches out. I think what's happening at the moment is, you know, we're, we're seeing it in the middleweight division with Savannah Marshall and Clarissa Shields. Can't wait for that super fight to build. We're seeing it a super featherweight. We've got a unification on Friday. Uh, Maeve Hamaducci, I hope I say your your name right, madam, if you're listening. Um, it may be Hamadouche. Um, but um, her against Michaela Mayer, unification mm -hmm. uh, on Friday night at um, the Virgin Hotel Las Vegas, the old Hard Rock Hotel and Casino where I used to stay, love the place, all the guitars on the walls and so on. And that's a great <laughs> little that's a great little venue as well. But, you know, as Ellie will tell us when she comes on today, that the opportunities for women right now are extraordinary um, because there is a massive interest in women's boxing it's grown during lockdown it's grown during this pandemic period and i think you know the ring magazine are now kind of putting the icing on the cake where when when you know the women are unifying the belts now it, it's all going to help to grow the sport and um uh, we had a, a, a female promoter on a saturday night Susanna schofield um who's got an all women's card in sheffield on november the 26th i think it's the first all women's professional card We've, we've ever had in the UK. So everything's growing all the time. The, the remit of women, the, the following for women, the, uh, and when you look at a largely male audience, uh, male kind of aficionados of the sport, I think it is good that men are now getting interested in women's boxing because they need that um, mm -hmm. before we draw more women. And I don't think we're far away from maybe the BBC showing all women's boxing or BBC iPlayer showing all women's boxing or or making it mainstream. Something that people used to turn their nose up years ago and think, well, women boxing? Goodness gracious. Yeah. But they're coming and they're here. No, they, you're right. They are coming and they are here. And I think it's good that Eddie kept the card on as well because I think it could have been easy to kind of say, okay, let's scrap the whole card. Dylan White, Otto Volin's off. People are asking for their refunds and tickets. And I was there and it was... Uh, a, a lot of empty seats, put it that way, but he kept it on because I think you need to. If you're trying to push and promote female boxing and there's a world title fight, you know, it's a unification fight as well. I think you need to keep it on to say that we are interested in it. Uh, good well, ones on, go on, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I was going to say that that was a case in point on Saturday night, by the way. I know we're debating about two or three minute rounds all the time. Because the tempo of that fight was very high and they both delivered a lot, 
I thought the two-minute rounds really worked. I yeah. thought mm. I was really pleased for Chantel and for Mary um, that they got to headline that event, that the event wasn't cancelled because they did hold it. It was a great fight. Um, and I've watched it back since. And it, it, they really did deliver. And I think the two-minute rounds helped there in lots of ways. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, look, me and you have always argued the case that it should be three-minute rounds, but for some reason it just worked there because it was yeah. it was action-packed for two minutes. It wasn't, you know, you watch a lot of Correct. male fights and 30 seconds after the first bell, they kind of just take a time off. You kind of have a wander around for a little while and then when the 10-second clapper goes, they go into action. I think the females are giving you action for literally from the start of the, to the round to the end of the round, which I think is really good. Good win on the card as well for Craig Richards. He beat Marek Matea important for him as well the light heavyweight division in this country we know already is stacked i asked him after look do you want you know one of the fellow brits or do you want a world title fight he kind of looked at me like i was silly saying i want a world title fight you know i've been there before i was close against Dimitri Bivol. i want to go there again he doesn't want one of the brits i'm like well one second you against boatsy or Cameron smith it's a big fight surely you want the big fights and him and his trainer peter sims are like no we want a world title fight yeah, they're all big fights for those British guys. You can add in Lyndon Arthur, Anthony Yards, Joshua Boatsy, as you say, Callum, uh, Callum Johnson, uh, Callum Smith. Mm. It's a really stacked division UK-wide. And, 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 you know, it brings me on to... Go on. If, if, I know we're going to talk about it in depth later, but Go. these guys, if they push hard enough, they'll get a Canelo fight if they make a name for themselves, in my view, at light heavyweight. So, I like um, it. No, but we'll t- I know we'll talk about that in the... Let's go. Um, let's go now. Come on, let's talk Canelo now. Come all right, on, well, well, look, here's let's the go. thing. Um, Saul Canelo, 60th fight on uh, on Saturday night. Massive unification with Caliplant uh, making the fourth defense of his IBF title. Canelo holds the, holds the other titles. But 60 fight. This is his 60th That's incredible. fight. He, I know it is. And, and he's 31. That's what's incredible. So he turned pro at 15. He's already beaten seven Brits. I'll, t- I'll name them in order. Matthew Hatton, <laughs> Ryan Rhodes, Amir Khan, Liam Smith, Rocky Fielding, Callum Smith, Billy Joe Saunders. Who's um, given them the best fight of all those Brits, you think? Um, Ryan Rhodes, maybe? That was in Mexico, that one, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, he still dominated, dominated all those fights. I mean, yeah. um, Matthew Hatton, I mean, that's, we're talking 10 years ago, he was 21. He hadn't been beaten by, by Floyd Mayweather in 2013 at that point. It's the only defeat on those 59 fights. Um... I don't know. I'd, I'd, Tough. I mean, I'd have to watch him back. I think maybe Matthew. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, Matthew went there out to uh, Mexico as well. Mm. Um, but he really is the Brit basher. But I, I think <laughs> all those guys in that light heavyweight division should be looking at... So I think Canelo beats Dimitri Bivol, one of the light heavyweight champions now. He beats uh, Joe Smith. I think the biggest challenge for him is going to be that fight with uh, Artem Aterbiev, the mm. WBC and IBF title holder if he can win that fight it would really be like joy remember roy jones jr stepping up to heavyweight to beat john ruiz all yeah, those years yeah. ago and claim a heavyweight belt going all the way up from middleweight i think it will be tantamount to that because perturbia he's a tank he's a monster he's a beast i'm gonna he's say like, something like yeah. brick man I'm, yeah, not, I'm not gonna mention the guy's name because i don't want to embarrass cool. him on, on live radio but i was at the obviously you were there as well the aj Usyk fight and Lawrence okoli was fighting and there was an American next to me and that American said that he thinks Canelo could beat Lawrence Okoli. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I'm not I don't know if I think he's mad or I agree partly I'm not well, he said he thinks I think because Lawrence was maybe struggling in the first couple of rounds trying to gauge his dittons and the guy was like you know what I think Canelo could go up to cruiserweight and beat Lawrence Okoli and I was like no chance. Uh, that's a horrible when I see the silhouettes moving that's a horrible clash of styles for a mm. start right 
And Lawrence Coley is a heavyweight, really, yeah, by the yeah. way. And he's six foot five. <laughs> he, he's seven inches taller than Canelo. Uh, uh, there's weight divisions for a reason, and there's a limit. I mean, yeah, put them in together, but that's a bit of a circus freak show. But we we tune in. Of course, um, I'm tuning in for that. Yeah, but there's there's better cruiserweights for him to face, I think, than than they go for a smaller. Yeah, you go for a macabre, wouldn't you? You go for yeah, exactly, a slightly small. Wow, that'd be a fight. That's a very good call. Macabre six foot one. Yeah. Oh my my god, that's a good fight. Uh, If it wants to be a five weight division champion, Ilungu Macabre right now, Canelo, Canelo would be favourite. I think he knocks him out. <laughs> we are. It's Mad Tuesday. This it's Mad Flaming Tuesday. Tuesday. It's Halloween still rocking on. Is it? Is it all Hallows still rocking on? Or have you got you got the war paint on today? I've got, as I've well, got everything on. Talk about war paint and talk about crazy stuff. Jake Paul, Tommy Fury, done, mm. signed and sealed. If Tommy Fury loses this to Jake Paul, not credit to Jake Paul by the way, because everyone's like you're fighting non-boxers, you're fighting old people, granddads, and Ben Askren. You're now fighting someone that's as big as him, if not bigger. Same age and a real boxer. He's actually fighting a real boxer now. Surely Tommy Fury can't lose this one. Well, I mean, he can. Anyone can lose. Yeah. But the thing is, he doesn't want to be called Timmy Fumbles for the next rest of his yeah. life, does he? <laughs> and he's got to have it tattooed on his backside. Isn't it on his one of his big buttocks? It is on the bum cheek. Oh, that, yeah. Or something like that. Um, so, um, look, um, <laughs> uh, Jake Paul's a weird character, but he's quirky. Mm. He comes up with these different... Um, uh, things on the contracts, um, you know, like I love Jake Paul as, as, as tattooed on Tyron Woodley's finger right now. We mm-hmm. were hearing that in the contract that there was possibly, uh, you're not allowed to knock him out. Look, Tommy Fury has been around boxing all his life, but he's not vastly experienced. I think you look at the record of the guys he's beaten so far, they've got a huge oh, um, loss differential. Yeah. yeah, it's 145 losses and 17 wins, isn't mm-hmm. it, on the four or five opponents that he's faced. Um, there's a lot of pressure on him in this fight, in my view, Eddie. Because um, as his dad said, don't don't show your face at my door ever again if you lose, kind of thing. Um, and, and his dad said, you know, he'll get beaten up by his three other brothers, Tyson, Huey, and Shane, if he loses. They don't mm. mean that. But he's kind of saying, my boy cannot lose this. And given what Tyson Fury's achieved in the sport and what Huey, his cousin, has achieved in the sport, it's a lot of pressure on the kid. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it's it's a bit of fun. And if TalkSport want to send me and you out for the week to cover it, I think we would. I would go immediately. You can even put me in the luggage department. I don't even need a seat. I'd go out there for that one. Uh, very quickly, Glover, Tixeria, uh, now new UFC light heavyweight champ. We're going to touch on that more and, and talk about a bit of Bellator as well coming up. But Glover winning it at 42. I mean, that's impressive, no? Yeah, I remember him 16 years ago when he was 25 and had no hair you know, mm. and looked 45. Um, <laughs> now he still looks 45 and it's 16 years on and he still hasn't got any hair. Mm. But we love him. Govita Share is a beautiful person. Uh, he's an absolute monster when he fights. Um, but he's the most gentle human being you've ever met. A gentle giant. Absolutely delighted for him. Very emotional on Saturday night for him and just delighted that he was able to do it. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have anything left to achieve in the sport. He's for all the big guys at 205. He's a heavyweight, naturally, really, anyway. Um, yeah, and, and and it's nice to see that good things happen for the good guys. Indeed, 
indeed. And we will touch on, as I said, a bit more UFC because it was an interesting card uh, as well. The likes of Hamzat Shimaev, who looks incredible, looks like he's ready for a title already. So we'll talk about that. All right, you're listening to Final Extra on Talksport 2 in partnership with DAZN. Remember, it's your boxing, your way, DAZN game change. Still to come, we'll be discussing Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul. And as I said, we'll reflect on a big night for Tixera in the UFC, becoming UFC light heavyweight champion. But up next, we'll be joined in studio by Ellie Scottney after her win over Eva Cantos at the weekend. On and she's right next to Connolly, really, as she just chased her across the ring there. I feel like I've got a lot to work on still, but you know, yeah, I'm so looking forward to getting out again. So there goes the bell, and that was a good six rounds once again there for Ellie Scottney. She had a good 12 minutes on her debut against Beck Connolly, and she's had exactly the same thing here against Maylis Gangloff. Good afternoon, you are listening to Final Extra here on TalkSport 2. Myself, Adi Oladipo, Gareth A. Davis with you as well. All right, let's take a look back at the fights over the weekend in partnership with DAZN. Big Fight Review on TalkSport 2 with DAZN. Your boxing, your way. Download the DAZN app or visit DAZN.com. Ellie Scottney is in the building. She's here, um, not, not over Zoom or Skype. She's in the building. She's made her way to the studios and I really... Really appreciate that, especially coming off that win on the weekend. It's good to finally see you back in the ring. Oh, yeah. It's it must been, feel good for you as well. Oh, it felt a big relief, you know. I put a lot mm. of pressure on myself and I felt it in there, but yeah. I'm glad to get that one out of the way. Yeah, I was like, you know, when's she going to come back? I mean, obviously, we know you, you switched trainers. You, you, you were with Adam Booth. You're now with Shane McGuigan. Um, is it difficult to kind of learn a new trainer's style because there's a completely different style from Adam to Shane? Yeah, I'll end up changing again before the next one. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a big... I'm in the transition period at the minute and I didn't really show a glimpse of what we've seen in the gym, but obviously it's going to take a while and it's just trusting the process and I know I'm with the best team for me and I'm just looking forward for it all to happen at the right time. Indeed. I've got to ask you, Ali, um, how's the uh, hardware, screws and plumbing department? <laughs> because, because the last time, well, I, the last time I did a big interview with you, we did it in the Telegraph, of course, um, you're working, you're running every day. We were in lockdown. You're at home with mum and your brother, I think. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And you were, you, were, you were running morning and evening, really fit. You didn't know if fights were going to be on and off and you were working in B&Q. Yeah, to be honest, Gareth, after the weekend's performance, I might be going back there. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more. Tell us more. Yeah, so um, I'm not missing it. Uh, but like I say, it will only be a matter of time. I'm trying to get sponsorship out of it, to be honest. So we've just got to... They, you know. they, they need to jump on. And I think you're being harsh on yourself about the weekend's performance. Um, a, you've been out the ring a long time. Oh, yes. You, you know I mean? You've had... You know, managerial issues, trainer issues. You've had your own injuries as well. And in front of you, is this a kid? Look, this is where you never judge a book by the cover. I was at the weigh-ins, and I was like, I was like, Eddie's gonna destroy this kid. After the first couple of rounds, I was like, okay, look, it's gonna be another couple of rounds, and then it's, she's tough. Yeah, she's tough, yeah. and she stood in there, and she's her style was very awkward and different yeah. as well. I think that was a very 
tough girl to come back after being out the ring for eight, nine months. Yeah, you know, like I said, she she hit very hard and mm. it was it was one of them where like I said, I put a lot of pressure on her. I did tense up and she she was she had an awkward side to her as well. So it was a valuable eight rounds which in the long run are gonna stand me in good stead for when you get to the championship level for sure. Mm. There's a big story around you. I mean, I mean, you know, you, I don't know if you heard Addie and I talking about women's boxing, Ellie, in the first uh, section today. Yeah. Um, there are, you know, you had 40 fights, didn't you, as an amateur before you turned pro last year and turned pro at, a, at, a, at an unusual time when we, when life changed for everyone and we were stuck at home in that period. Do you feel that, you know, joking aside as you were just now, that, that, there are opportunities within a couple of years to really make a name for yourself. I mean, I think, like you say, um, Lawrence Coley did the same in McDonald's recently, didn't he? Where he said he wanted to get a McDonald's franchise because that's where he was working when he kind of revolutionized, revolutionized his life. Have you actually seriously sat down with B&Q and asked them for some sponsorship because you are a brilliant advert for them. No, I haven't had that chat, but to be honest, my sister's a manager there, so I might <laughs> <laughs> I might give her a little poke, a little call after this because I've been giving them some credit. I've been shouting them out a bit too much, to be honest. Yeah, but you're exemplary. You, you were an essential worker during lockdown, uh, you know, <laughs> but it was seen as, you know, um, electrical and, and building supplies were seen as essential, mm. weren't they? So... You know, you, you, I think you're a role model in that way. And, um, you know, it's it's for me anyway, I don't know whether you agree, but, you know, you're obviously in, you're in a great setup there with Matchroom for a start. Um, but, but you know, and you're with Shane now. I think he's a terrific coach. I yeah. think he's brilliant for you. Yeah. Um, I think he's just right for you. Is it good being around, you know, the likes of a, a Lawrence Acoli and those guys in, in training? And does that help? And can you see yourself getting into a world title fight in the next couple of years without a doubt you know that place is like I say the coach and Shane's a fantastic coach and Josh Pritchard he's, a, he's great there as well but the boys being around them is, is helping me it's helping my mindset and without a doubt I know this is the best place to get me to where I want to get to so yeah I'm, I'm blessed I'm blessed in the position do, I do, am. Do, do you spar with the men I mean Caressa <laughs> Shields was on with me the other day saying I go in with the Charlo brothers and if they don't hit me too hard I'm straight at their bodies smacking them around hitting them to the jaw going for it do you train with the men as well yeah to be honest uh, Lawrence and Daniel don't want the work so yeah. <laughs> I, I settle for CBS and Robbie <laughs> do you think Canelo beats Coley or not that, as, as we were discussing earlier do I think listen uh, that's a tough one because you likes Canelo I, I, a I'm, a, I'm a Canelo fan but Penny Boys he's no going to turn into Pound Boys with that payday yeah. <laughs> he's a, no, Lawrence is far too big honestly he's a heavyweight he I'm telling you he's a cruiserweight yeah. for about a minute yeah a and hot that's minute it. Comes well. off the scale and then boom, that's it. He's a heavyweight again. You know, we were talking at the top, me and Gareth, about female boxing and the growth of it. And from the outside looking in, it looks good, right? Headlining cards and, you know, you speak to some of the American fighters and they will tell you stories about having to, you know, fight for $100 a round. Is it getting better now? I mean, I think it is from the outside looking in, but you're there, you're, you're part of it. Is it getting better? Do you see more opportunities? Because you joked about going into B&Q. You were working full-time a year and a bit ago. Do you feel like, okay, we're there now, where financially it's a good career now? Yeah, do you know, like, you look at Jane Couch and mm. you, you look at the dealings they had. So for us to sit here and say, ah, oh, we need this, like, we're given a platform, which is a main factor of it all, to show people that 
we we are fighters we're not just female fighters mm. yeah the money is getting better but like you say it's, it's not a level playing field but mm. we're heading towards a good place and we're getting the opportunities it's in our hands to make it change fully so yeah, yeah we're, we're getting I, good dealings yeah. oh you talk about that you know i covered jane couch's some um, um her arguments her fights with the boxing board of control ellie and um addy knows this as well and like i can remember being in america covering some of jane's fights where she was asking to share a hotel room with people sometimes because she couldn't i hope not you <laughs> she did ask me but i said no but she ended up in someone else's room <laughs> But no, but but it was a struggle. No, we were friends with Jane because there were several of us that covered her story, and she was a pathfinder in those times. She, you know, she was a lightning rod for change. And mm. like, you know, I mean, I, I can mention JP Autos and High Standard Scaffolding here if you like. Um, they blew me I, out, Gareth. Please don't. They blew me out, so we're not mentioning <laughs> them. Okay. Um, but but the, the the point is that, and I spoke I've spoken to so many women about this at the moment that you kind of always have to accept the era you're in and try and make the best of it. And you'll look back in 20 years time and go, look, the girls make a hundred grand, 150 grand a year boxing now, because we made that possible for them. You're all making it possible and opening the pathways the whole time. You're a pioneer, no, you know, and um, she, she's, that's the, I admire it. And know? more importantly for me, Ellie Scott needs a fantastic boxer. Um, you're kicking down doors. I think you're really good. And again, you're being harsh on yourself from the weekend, but you must look forward yeah. and think, wait a minute. In the next sort of twelve months, there is Shannon Courtney out there. Yeah. There is Rachel Boy out there. Yeah. There is Ebony Bridges out there. And all of a sudden, I say Ebony just because personally, I think you beat Ebony, and I'll say that now. I've said I'm saying it out here now, but she's a money fight, isn't she? All of a yeah. sudden, Ebony Bridges, right? People should want that fight from her. Surely you look at her and think, I'll take that in six months. Yeah, you know, I've been saying that. I'd take. You that. beat Melise Gangloff a lot better than she did. I didn't oh, think she yeah, beat Gangloff but... personally. Yeah, that's a fight I'd take tomorrow. Yeah, but it's just about getting them in that position for you mm. to say you you got to take the fight which is a bit of the playing field at the minute so yeah. that's I'll go the politics again. of the yeah, box ball, yeah. isn't it yeah the politics do, always do, coming away do you think that um do, do you do you have any dislike for the way ebony bridges does things you know kind no. of putting herself out there selling her socks all that kind of stuff <laughs> if i could make that money mine would be going on ebay <laughs> 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 no you can't knock the way she's gone about it you know she, everybody's Good. she's selling herself well she's getting the fight she wants and she's making a lot of noise she's getting more eyes on women's boxing maybe for different reasons mm. that we're all fighting for but she's still speaking her way and getting the fight she wants and the payday what do you what do you do to her when you get her in a ring? What do you do to her, Ellie Scott? What do I do? do? I'm Bridges? very confident I'd beat Ebony Bridges every day of the week. Yeah. And Shannon Courtney? And yeah. Shannon Courtney? It's exactly and the Shannon same. And Shannon Courtney? Exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. Are they not on your level? I just believe I beat both of them, and I'm very confident in that, and they're fights that I want to happen and I love to make. So, yeah, I'm buzzing for them. You know, the good thing is as well, we always talk about the politics and broadcasters, you know all this stuff now. <laughs> it's so annoying, but the fact is you're all with Matram. Yeah, yes. always match them. So yes. it shouldn't be difficult to no. make those fights. It really shouldn't. All right, you'll listen to Vida Extra on Talk Sport 2. And that was a look back at the big fights last weekend. Thanks to the zone, your boxing, your weight, game change. Next, Ellie, don't take your headphones oh. off because you're going to stay with us. I want to talk more to you about female boxing. And I want to get your take as well on Canelo, Tommy Fury, Jake Paul, everything. So okay. if you can save us for 10 more minutes, I'd appreciate it. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to Find Extra here on TalkSport 2. Myself, Adi Ladupo, and the great Gareth A. Davis with you. Ellie Scottney is still with us in the studio as well. Uh, let's talk more, Ellie, about female boxing. Uh, we was touching up just before we went to break there and the, the growth of it. Uh, and we're looking at sort of the females now and you're seeing sort of Mary McGee and Chantel Cameron headlining, which was good, yes. right? I hate, you know what I didn't like? Um, and I was saying this, Johnny Fisher brought so many people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, as soon as Johnny wins, they're all going to go. Yeah. And I kind of saw that. A lot of them went, and it's a shame because I thought it was a good little scrap between them. But you must look and you see the people like Katie Taylor, Serrano, Shields, Savannah Marsh, and you think, okay, finally, you're at a good place now where you're young coming through. And I can only imagine what it's going to be like in like four or five years. It's going to be normal and girls are going to headline and pack out arenas and stadiums potentially. Yeah, you know, they're talking about the big fight between Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano. So mm. for, for us to get those legacy fights, female boxing is just going to take to a new level. And, you know, it's a fight that I think deserves a headline on without a doubt. And mm. it will sell well. And, they, you know, people won't leave the arena. They won't, will they? Not for nah, that one. And nah, especially, sure I think that's big. But for some reason, and it'll be interesting to see what Gareth has to say because I know Gareth's covered female boxing and female MMA yeah. for years. I think Clarissa Shields, Savannah wow. Marshall's massive. That's ridiculous. Massive. Who wins? <sighs> well, I think it's a great fight, uh, mm. personally, guys. I, I mean, I think it d- deserves the billing of a super fight, in yeah. my view. I'd like it to be in a place that could take about 15,000 fans minimum. Mm. Um, I do think you could do that. We, I was up there with Talk Sport when... Uh, when Savannah uh, won just recently yeah. um, in Newcastle and there was massive support for her there, 11,000 people in on the night. Not all for her, of course, but I think you could really build that. I think we're there on December the 11th anyway when both women fight. Who wins it? I think Clarissa Shields is favourite. I think she's stopped being as much as a banger and a brawler as she was and is a lot more um, adept, a lot more intuitive now as, as a boxer. 
but it's a great fight and and their narratives have gone together now for nine years since the olympics mm. um i slightly favor uh, it won't give me do me any favors with savannah but i, I slightly <laughs> favor clarissa at the moment i want to ask you ellie um november the 26th i'm, I'm doing commentary on it a friday night friday female fight night in yes. sheffield unified promotions um uh, Christina O'Hara McCafferty, Paige Goodyear, Lauren Parker, Khadija, Paige, sorry, um, Paige um, Goodyear, uh, Khadija Tamara, those four girls already on the card. Um, you know, all, all women's boxing cards um, on sporty stuff uh, on the Sky platform. It's got to be good with that kind of thing happening as well, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's given us a, a light and, a, you know, for us to deliver. But then on another hand, I think to have male fights on the same card, it does give you that equality that people more, you know, the outside of public are going to see female fights. So I can see the for us to have our own show is massive, but I can also see us benefiting from having a, you know, a mixed show also. Mm. I think the idea of Susanna Schofield, sorry to interrupt, Daddy, was that the idea of Susanna Schofield, the promoter, was we're going to do all women's cards to begin with. We're going to get a, a series of all women's cards because we want to investigate the medical science. I want to push the boundaries, the medical science that hasn't really been advanced since, since 2013 on where the belt should be, for example, where the cut protector should be. Should it be over the ovaries? Should it be higher? Um, you know, should three-minute rounds be possible? More medical science on that. Different gloves for women, different boots for women, and, and actually trying to canonically separate the entities that women aren't following men's boxing, if you like. Um, and, that, and I think exactly what you're talking about will happen as a result, that there'll be more defined um, equipment, techniques, different things for women that will eventually bring it into a more elite level. That's what they're trying to do anyway. Ellie, on that, there's a couple of things you said there, but one of the ones that stands out as the light bulb one is the three-minute rounds. Because yeah. I'm guessing you spar three minutes when you do it. Or do you spar two? I spar two you to spar get two, used to it. Really? Yeah, because then you're going to work at a different, you know, tempo. Different pace and stuff. Yeah, where it's like a sprint, isn't it? Mm. And um, there's you can't really set much up in three minutes. I mean, two minutes, sorry. Mm. I'd, I'm all for the three minutes, but I can also see why they do two, two minutes because it catches fire yeah. and it kind of narrows the depth. Like when you've got the elite, you know, when you're rising, if you've mm. got a three-minute round, it's not gonna it's not going to sell too well. So I do understand the two minutes do until... You, do you think maybe for, like, the big ones, like... Yeah. Uh, Shields, they, yeah, Marshall. for Shields, Marshall, you go three minute rounds. I, I mean, agree. that must be difficult for them, right? Because they're so used, as you say, yeah. to going two, then you got to go three. Yeah, without a doubt, you know, we want the same treatment as the men, so we got to be fighting for the same duration. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you fully there. Yeah, indeed. All right, let's move on to um, Jake Paul, Tommy Fury. Oui. Yeah. <laughs> what do you make of this YouTube? boxing thing do you know what I, everyone knocks it but you've got to respect it they're getting more eyes on boxing and they're selling it yeah it's like in one hand they are taking the mick out of the boxing game but then mm. you know rightly so they're getting they're making the money and they're yeah. making the fight they've so. got to go in there and fight yeah they're doing yeah. it so you can't knock it because they're doing it yeah indeed Gareth I know he's covered it. You, Gareth you've covered a couple of the events haven't you yeah of course I have I was there at the um um, Logan Paul and KSI fight. It was extraordinary. Mm. Um, you know, I've never ever known like the workouts from Venice Beach in Los Angeles. It was <laughs> it was a it was it was a big it, it was a really big event all week. Obviously, we had Devin Haney and Billy Joe Saunders on the card as well. It was the first time that that kind of thing had happened. It was a completely different audience. I had Justin Bieber sitting just in front of me. 
um, in, in, in the VIP seats. I, I was there with William Hill that week, myself and David Alorca, and it was fascinating. And it was more like, uh, at the end of every round, there were, I mean, everyone was out of their seats and Lil Wayne was there with his girls and Bieber and all these kind of A-listers jumping up and down. It was like a fight in the school playground. The two guys gave their all, um, Paul and, um, and KSI. And the weird thing was, it was a much younger audience and they were kind of, a, they were clapping between rounds as well. And it was a bit different, but I, I, I didn't find myself averse to it. Um, mm. You know, I, 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 I met a group of uh, young people who were all covering events um, on YouTube, who were the media around YouTube stars. Um, I met the, what are they called? The, 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 um, the Housemen? No, no, I've forgotten what they're called now. The um, Chunks and all these guys were working in, in a different sphere. And I just thought it was fascinating. And I thought, ah, here's the mainstream of the future. As Ali just said, I don't think we should knock these people being involved. Mm. Um, I just think we have to be careful about the safety levels and the matchmaking. And I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's an unfair piece of matchmaking, Tommy Fury and Jake Paul, but will he be called Timmy Fumbles at the end of it? Ellie thinks he will. Maybe. Or maybe he will, honestly. Does she? Does Ellie really think she, he'll think be called Timmy Fumbles? I'm not going to be Come surprised on, if Jake Paul wins. That's crazy, isn't why? it? Why? Why, Ellie? Why, why, why do you think he'll win? I just think... I don't know. I just got this strange feeling. I, I don't know. It's just one of them. He's, he's big. He's a... He can crack a little bit. He can bit. crack a lot. And, and just... A bit. And let's be honest. Let's be honest. I mean, yes, Tommy's a boxer. And we know he is because the record says he's had a few fights. But... but I don't look at him as a boxer. No, boxer. I don't think he's impressed too much. Nah, he hasn't. He hasn't at all. Uh, talking about impressing, we know we're going to be impressed in the early hours of Sunday morning. Canelo mm. versus Caleb Blood. All the marbles. Um, undisputed fight, which is what we love to see in boxing. Canelo is literally going to try and clean up the division in 11 months, which is ridiculous. 11 months, going to clean up the division. What do you make of him? Canelo. Um, I'm a massive fan of Canelo. Yeah. I, I think he, he does a... I think it's going to be an easier job than we all believe as well. Really? Plant. I think he's already well-nil up with that little toss-up there. Yeah, yeah, the down. press conference. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he put that on him already. Little cut as well. I I'm with you. As much as I like Caleb Plant, there's levels to this sport. You know it. You you're in it. I'm just a fan on the green chair that watches it sometimes. <laughs> you're in it. There's levels. And you look at what Caleb Plant's fought, and no disrespect to the guys like Mike Lee, who's mm -hmm. who won the title from, Caleb Truax, that ain't Canelo. It's different levels. It's different levels. It really is. Um, Gareth, Gareth, I'm shocked you're not out in the States covering this one, Gareth. Well, I'm, I'm at Bellator on Friday, working for the um, Bellator on the BBC iPlayer. So I couldn't get out there on the Saturday, but I will be hosting. Uh, no, I'm with you. I'm not even hosting. I was hosting last week. It's me and you on Saturday. It is. We're We've together. got live boxing <laughs> from the UK. We're together yeah. forever. Yeah. You know, brotherly love and all that. Indeed. Um, <laughs> but, but, but no, I would love to have been out there, but you know, um, uh, COVID travel restrictions as they are all those kind of things um, mm. but I would love to have been out there to, to see him I think I think he gets Caleb Plant out of there in six or seven rounds and um, what an extraordinary career can I just wax lyrical about this guy Go on. 16 years ago and I've been at many of his fights 16 years ago at the age of 15 he turned pro it's his 60th fight on Saturday night um, he could, as you say he could unify uh, become the undisputed champion of the 12 stone super middleweight division um, and I don't know what Ellie thinks we haven't had a chance to ask her yet but after this I think his only place to go is back up to light heavyweight what do you think 
I'll make you right. I can't see anybody causing him trouble. I think there's going to be a cap of how far he can go. Yeah. But he beats people. That's going to be uh, the only person that, that troubles him. The only person yeah, that I think him. I agree with you. As I said at the top of the show, I think Joe Smith and, and Dimitri Bivol are kind of made for Canelo. I think they're easy nights for Canelo. Yeah, but the ultimate test would be, could he unify then the uh, the light heavyweight division with a with a fight with the tank that is Arta Baturbia, the it's WBC a, and it? IBF holder. That, that's going to be... This is yeah. crazy that a guy that three, four years ago was fighting at 154 pounds, we're basically saying it's easy work for him going up to guys. No, he's not. He started at welterweight. I saw his I saw his Las Vegas debut against Miguel Cotto's cousin. Yeah. Um, and he got hit by right crosses. You go, go back and watch it if it's anywhere on YouTube. He gets hit by about 15 Isn't that, right don't, crosses. Doesn't he fight Shane Mosley's cousin? I think it's Shane Mosley's uh, no, cousin. No, it was, no, no, it was, it was Cotto's cousin. No, it was, it was mm. a Cotto. It was a, I, I'm pretty sure it was. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I apologise. It's everyone. okay. It's all right. In the world, but no, it, I think it was Miguel Cotto's cousin, and um, he got hit by someone said, "Don't miss this young star." It was a guy called Don Chargin. who was a great American promoter through the 50s all the way. He died last year. A brilliant man in his late 80s. And Don was a great friend. And he, and he spotted Canelo and got Oscar De La Hoya to sign him. And he spotted the left, the, his left uppercuts to the body, his left butt, his liver shots um, when he was a young kid, when he was 14, 15. And I watched Canelo. He just got hit and hit and hit in this first round. But I think he stopped um, Miguel Angel Cotto, or whatever his name was, uh, in, in a couple of, uh, in about 10 rounds. But that was his debut. And man, he's got everything. What I love about this He's, he's improved his skill set. Like you said earlier, he's got momentum. He's always fighting every three months, but he's got incredible chin and he's just got so much self-belief now that he's truly become a superstar. But for me, the ultimate test will be that fight with Baturbia. Yeah, let's see how that one plays out. If it does happen, and I'm right, that's the only way he can go because right now he's already looking to clean out the 168-pound division. Ellie, thank you so much for thank popping you in. Me. Really appreciate it. Um, you've got to come more. Uh, you can't just be every time you fight, Ellie. <laughs> come come, come on, we we're not going to see you again <laughs> in, look, look. until 2023. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're listening to Final cool. Extra on TalkSport 2 in partnership with The Zone. Your boxing, your way, The Zone game change. Next, as you heard, we are going to turn our attention to the UFC and an incredible win for Glover's Xeria at the age of 42. Oh my goodness! How do you not feel for this guy right now? Dude, I'm I, about I start to, cry. to tear up! I actually feel like I want to tear up. He actually That's did it. On oh my real. god. And new light heavyweight champion of the world, Glover Yep, Glover Teixeira, the new UFC light heavyweight champion of the world. This is Final Extra. Myself, Adi Oladipo, and the great Gareth A. Davis. How good was Ellie Scott? Great to get her in shooter. Really want her to come back again as well. Let's talk about the UFC action. We are going to talk about Bellator as well. I know Gareth will be covering Bellator. It's in Dublin, isn't it, Gareth? It is indeed. Cannot wait to go over there tomorrow, heading over there. Mm. Um, some great uh, fights on the card. The, uh, the Bellator lightweight title has been given up by Patricio Pitbull. Ooh. And his brother, Patricky Pitbull, mm -hmm. is fighting for the vacant title against Peter Queeley, who is an absolute warrior whom the, the Irish fans love. Obviously, training partner of Conor McGregor, trained by John Kavanagh at SBG, their straight blast gym in, uh, in Dublin. And also James Gallagher against Patchy Mix. That is going to be one scrap and a half. But you know about this. You know this by now. The... 
the Irish uh, MMA fans and the Irish sports fans in general, best pound for pound in the world. There'll be 9,000 people in there. It's a sellout. It's going to be rocking in there. Very Absolutely in- rocking in there. Sorry to cut you off there, Gav. Is, is Connor could be there, I'm guessing, obviously, because oh. I know he's in Ireland now. Is he allowed to be there? Of course he is. No, because of the incident that happened three years ago of him in the referee with Mark Goddard. I, I thought maybe there might be an issue with that still. Oh, I was there I was there that night. Yeah. Weirdly, I interviewed Tony Ferguson about an hour after that event for a big cover story on Fighters Only magazine at the mm. time. And Tony was giggling his way through the interview because he'd watched it all. Yeah. No, Conor McGregor came back to the next event with about 10 bodyguards oh, looking okay. off. <laughs> that was to make okay, sure. Okay. I'm not sure whether they were there to stop him jumping in there yeah. or not yeah. but he still greeted all his teammates after that's nice that's good you know look, looked out to the crowd and took all the plaudits mm. and uh, he, he, he'll be there yeah, he'll we be. love him there anyway no no he, no. he struts around like he owns dublin you know it's brilliant he pretty much does sometimes that kid uh let's talk about glover texera you you said it yourself you remember him coming to the ufc 16 years ago remember yeah. how much of a big threat he was then and let's Credit to him to keep on going, going and going when some would have thought that he might slip down the organisation, maybe be cut from the organisation. He's kept on going and in the end, he gets what he's always wanted, which is UFC gold. Yeah, well, uh, to to put it correctly, he was WEC 16 years ago, but he came across, um, you know, when you think that, you know, he's been fighting in the UFC, I think it's for nine years and he must have had 20 fights in the UFC. Um, Mm. And he fought for against John, John Jones, Jones, lost yeah. decision. Yeah, but you look at the resume, the people he's fought from Quinton Rampage, Jackson, Ryan Bader, victories over them. Remember James Tahuna from uh, wow. Down Under? Yeah, <laughs> victories over Ovin St. Prue, Rashad mm-hmm. Evans, uh, Jared Canonier. Um, you can go on. Anthony Smith. He's had a great run. He was six and zero, wasn't he? Um, and he's and or five and zero coming into the fight with uh, uh, Jan Blachowicz, and um, you know he's just been around. He's fought everyone, um, and it's been you know he's just been at top level the the last ten years almost. And you know he, he he's just done it. Forty matches in MMA. Yeah. As I said, he's an absolute gentle giant, um, built to be a heavyweight. Really, in my view, in boxing, he'd probably be a heavyweight. Um, and just one of the great guys. And as I said, I can't say it better than, um, you know, that good things happen for the good guys. And he's he's testament to that. Yeah, know? indeed. And good luck to him. Look, it's going to be difficult to keep hold of the belt. I think we know that, right? Especially when you've got the likes of uh, Prochaska that's around who looks very, very dangerous right now. And he looks like he'll be up next. But regardless, the history books will say that Glover Teixeira is a UFC light heavyweight champion. Hamzat, uh, we got to see him back finally uh, in the octagon. It's always good to see him. Very entertaining, but very, very good as well. Everyone was almost like, okay, look, you've done what you've done, but it's not been against sort of top 15 opponents. He was like, okay, give me a guy that's around 10, 11. He destroyed him, picked him up. As he's picking him up, he's talking to Dana White. I mean, I've seen some things. We've seen Khabib do that. When I remember when he was fighting Michael Johnson and saying, just stop, what are you doing? You don't need to do this. Hamza's almost doing exactly the same thing. And I said this to someone, and you can correct me, your, your MMA knowledge is vast. You'd, I'd put him in with Kamara. I'd put him in with the winner of Kobe Covington, Kamara Usman tomorrow, if I could. Oh, no, he's, no he's, Adi, he's definitely earned that slot right now. Like you said, he, he ragdolled Li Jingliang. Uh, who'd really got under his skin as well. He, he was absolutely purposeful. And, and again, 
uh, I meant to say, like Glover Teixeira, mm. it wasn't like a decision to the judges after five rounds for the <laughs> no. win over Blackovich. It was a rear naked choke submission. Yeah. And here, this was, um, again, they were both rear naked chokes, weren't they? So it was a technical submission, as they call it. Um, Kamzat Chimov is a monster at 170 pounds. Um, I'll tell you what, I was watching the... Uh, uh, the whole event unfolding. It was a great night for Eastern Europeans. Mm. Magomed um, Ankalaev at light heavyweight, Kamzat Shimeyev at welterweight, Alexander Volkov at heavyweight, Islam Makhachev at lightweight, Petra Yan, I know he's not necessarily an Eastern European anymore, at bantamweight, um, Zubaira Tukov, Tukov against Richard Ricardo Ramos at featherweight. Incredible. I've said it at the beginning of this decade, this will be but we saw it at the end. This will be half a decade of Eastern Europeans and then half a decade of Africa rising in MMA, in my view. Um, and we're seeing both. We're seeing the powerhouses at the moment. It's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for downloading our Fight Night Extra. Remember, we're back every single Tuesday for more great content. And if you miss us, make sure you subscribe to Fight Night to catch up on all our other episodes. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.